Welcome back to the Well House Exorcism. This is your ghost, the host of the most, Shanna. Hi. <laughs> Do you are? I'm PJ. No, you're not. <laughs> not tonight. I'm Puckwa PJ. Yay! I'm back. And tonight is Puckwa PJ's spinning wheel of spoopiness. I literally came up with the name like two <laughs> seconds ago and forgot it. <laughs> your face, like your eyes got wide, like, oh, what was that? The what? <laughs> I did something. Talking about Ohio? <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> yes. Uh, tonight we are going to discuss Helltown in Ohio. Sounds like a lovely place. It actually doesn't exist anymore. So it may have been lovely. Well, does that mean it's better? <laughs> it's worse, but it's better. <laughs> I have pages of script here for us to talk about tonight. All right. So tonight we're going to discuss Helltown. And the reason why is it connects in with the Native American stuff again. Before we head into Eastern State and all the other cool stuff we got going on. Our interview with Jackie. And then the bunkers with Tim. Oh, yeah. Yep. Some are shaping up good. Yep. But Helltown, even though it is outside of Pennsylvania, I wanted to discuss this. That's why it's been on the back burner as part of your choices to choose from, because it has the connection to Native Americans, Easton mm -hmm. with Kyle, mm -hmm. um, spoopy urban legends, mm -hmm. hell, obviously, wow, abandoned buildings, Ooh. possibly some um, toxic waste and turtles and rats that get really big. Like, do they learn ninja skills? No, they're not cool enough. Oh, that's dang like, it. That's only in New York. Dang it. I'm sorry. But lots of cool stuff's coming your way. So should we get into it? Well, I mean, yeah, there's the show. <sighs> so... Penny, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope you heard my eye roll. One of our wonderful listeners said that she can literally feel when I'm rolling my eyes at my husband. It just happened again. <clears throat> I'm done. Hi. Anyway, tonight we're discussing Helltown in Ohio. It is the name for Lenny Lenape Native American Village. Fun fact. Hmm. And you were thinking to yourself, why the name of Helltown? Well, I'll tell you why in just a little bit. Alan, you look like you're going to say something. You can read minds. I know. It is located on Clear Creek near the abandoned town of Newville. And the word abandoned is there for a reason. We'll talk about that. It's on a high hill just north of the junction of Clear Creek and the Mohican River. I just want to say that I'm very proud that I can read all these Native American terms and not stutter. It's pretty good. Thank you. Anyway, so <laughs> Helltown was most noted for having the name of Boston in its heyday when it was later settled by white settlers. Because Native Americans, of course, were kicked off this land too. Yeah. We'll talk about that. But anyway, um, because the urban legends take place kind of in and around and all over that section, it's just kind of called Boston Mills. All right. It's all the places. All right. Boston Mills. Okay. Um, but anyway, you will not find Helltown on any map. Because that's not its name? Well, that too. <laughs> it's Boston Mills. No, because none of that exists anymore, which I'll explain later in this episode. So we got to go back to 1758. To the future. Oh. <clears throat> how many minutes we in <laughs> i guess we barely made it five minutes at this point and i'm done flip the desk anyway so let's go back to kyle remember he was here talking about easton 
Mm -hmm. All this creepy stuff. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Kyle. Um, after the signing of the Treaty of Easton in 1758, uh, the Leni Lenape were forced, well, required, to move out of their native lands, and they were forced into Ohio. Remember that whole backstory? Yes. 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 These stories are so sad because of that. So the village of Helltown was originally settled by the Native Americans. Now, they actually were called the Mingo. It was a, a small tribe from hmm. the Algonquin tribes, so the whole group. So according to Lenape, the village was called Clear Town because of the clear stream. Okay. Then they learned that the German word for clear was hell, so they renamed their village Helltown. All right. <laughs> Something was lost in translation. So it's not called Helltown because of fires and demons. It's because it's a German word for clear or water, I should say. Well, clear, but <clears throat> but for their water. Ironic that it takes on the other connotation. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, this site was abandoned in 1782 by them uh, because they were having lots of clashes with the uh, colonial Americans. They were a little angry with the Lenape because um, some of the tribes had sided with the British during the American Revolution. Mm. Remember that little pesky fight? Yeah. Yeah. So the violence actually culminated in the, and I'm going to try to pronounce this very Germanic word. I'm good with Native American, but not so much the German. Gnadenhuten massacre of 1782. And that's where the American militia killed 96 Lenape warriors. Yikes. Yeah. So that's your background. Okay, so that was the 17s. Fun times. Yeah, 1750s Jeez. through 1780s. 20 years later. <laughs> in 1806, the Americans settled in what they decided to call Boston, which was, of course, Helltown. Mm -hmm. So it was um, a great village. And actually it's considered the oldest village in that entire county. Fun fact. So the first mill they built there, hence the term Boston Mills, was built in the early 1820s. After that, the Ohio and Erie Canal brought more people from Boston, and sorry, to Boston, I should say, from the other Boston, this Boston. No, just to Boston. I read wrong. But then over the next few decades, mills all over this stinking place. Mills, mills, mills. Hence, again, the title, Boston Mills. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on. So this mills place- are important. Yes. This place was an industrial hub then because of it. Mm -hmm. um, so then a railroad station actually was constructed in the 1880s, which is pretty awesome. Okay? Yep. So with that being said, they realized they should probably do some anthropological investigations in the late 19th century. What do you think they found? Oh, boy. Burial ground? Who would have thought? Wow. Well, what should have been Native American graves and cemeteries, um, but... What do you think the farmers had done? Removed them? No, they plowed them under for fertilizer. Oh, of course. And turned that burial ground area into farming area. Yeah. So, however, with all that going on, the anthropolo anthropologists, some of the anthropologists, anthropologists. And then they're anthropologists. they were. <laughs> they started digging in the larger of the mounds because, you know, the Lenape made, they were the mound builders. Um, they found iron knives, they found iron tomahawks, they found stone arrowheads, stone axes, gun flint, which is kind of cool, mm. and some brass mountings from a musket. Hmm. Yes. So they did find some really cool stuff. But that begins a discussion that this area must be cursed, obviously. Of course. Obviously. Um, because they disturbed the graves. So at that point, Boston Mills has had about 150 years of wonderfulness. We have economic growth. We have, you know, town growth to all these residing areas. We have industrialization and we just have joy. And then 
the U.S. government steps in. As they do. As they do. So, as I said, they're there for, you know, 150 years happy. We end up in 1974. What was happening prior to that? Do you know, PJ? Vietnam War. Okay. Yes. But in America, what were we doing a lot of? This is me chopping. I'm like fishing? <laughs> Fish, what? That's, that's <laughs> what are you doing right I now? I don't even know. Why Why does this look like fishing to you? Why would it look like anything else? <laughs> you don't, I mean, I'm not fly fishing. I don't understand. Clubbing someone? <laughs> no. No, in the 1960s, people were getting worried about, like, you know, the environment. Okay. Okay. So yes. this is cutting down trees. Okay. Okay. It's a deforestation. There we go. All right. So, in an effort to save the forest in 1974, President Gerald Ford signed um, legislation that would allow the National Park Services to appropriate land, take, take, pay for it, but take land mm-hmm. to create state parks because obviously we wanted to, you know, save trees. So, I understand the necessity. But the enacting of it obviously was a little less than desired. Uh-huh. Yeah, as the government does. Yes. And as we already know, Ohio and Pennsylvania, we have beautiful forests. Beautiful, beautiful trees. So no surprise, they were very interested in our land and our stuffs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this bill, unfortunately, gave the National Park Service like jurisdiction to expropriate anything. And so they took Boston Township, so Boston Mills, the entire area. And they decided it was going to be their new home for their Cuyahoga Valley national park and so they began buying up all the properties of longtime residents reminds me a lot of centralia actually oh okay you know that kind of idea but centralia at least they had a reason to kick people out though right there are a couple families that still live in centralia is there still like a mayor (laughs) I i actually think i don't know actually i know there was recently I don't know if there's any more, though. For people who don't know, Centralia is... um, Silent Hill. Yeah, the movie Silent Hill took a lot of visual cues from Centralia. Uh, It's a coal town, and Mm -hmm. some idiots lit some garbage near a mine, and lit the mine... Yeah, lit the mine on fire, and it's been burning since the 1960s. And you can, like, drive by and see smoke coming up from the ground. But there's still a couple of families that live there. But the government paid people to evacuate. Yeah. To like, move out. Get out of here for safety. And there's still a couple there. Last time I was there, la- I was there last year. And there were, like, four houses still standing with people yeah. in them. There's still roads out there. People mm-hmm. decorate them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> graffiti highway. Google graffiti highway. That's us. So what I love about this whole situation is, you know, they the NPS, which of course is National Park Service, names it the Cuyahoga, right? Which um, is Native American for mm-hmm. Crooked River. So it fits, and we're taking a Native American term for this, you know, park. It's just interesting how we kind of like, you know, we're going to take your land, get the heck out of here, go to Ohio. Now we're going to take the land from the white people, too. But, you know, we're going to give it a Native American name. It's okay now. Yeah. I just, I don't know how I feel about it. it feels like it's yeah. kind Out of, of honor and respect to them, obviously. I guess. That's they. That's what they say. I get. Yeah. Well, and so the next part of this, like, showcases just how much they loved the land, I guess. No, no. 
So I just, I don't know, I want to say good job and like, you know, honoring the people who used to live here, but you took the land from that. Moving on. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to go. I'm not going to go down that wormhole. All right. So again, NPS starts acquiring all these houses. So I just want to say Merry Christmas because December 27th, 1974, hundreds of acres, including land within this township of Boston, they were officially designated the NPS area and became the National Recreation Area. So that means people had to leave. Now, people, some people stayed and fought for higher prices on their houses, but it's kind of hard to fight when the government wants it, the government gets it. Yep. You know? Um, so what can only be described as a mass evacuation, people began leaving in droves. And so the towns, like, literally became ghost towns. And so we're talking 1983, so less than 10 years later, PBS actually created a documentary called For the Good of All, and it's actually about this happening, Hmm. the loss of all these houses and these towns, and of course, an industrial area, all the mills that were happening, just to make a national park. Yeah. I don't don't mean to say just make a national park, because it's important to have national parks. Yeah. But, you know, you're still kicking people off Yeah, the way you're doing it is all wrong. Yeah. Like, let them stay there on the park. It's not Um, that hard. But here is a really... Interesting reason that word piece of irony, because uh, the general feeling of the townsfolk who were kicked out, uh, I think it's best summed up by a statement that they put on a vacated home. Quote, now we know how the Indians felt. Oof. Yeah, that's compelling. Ouch. Yeah. So what comes as no surprise is what the government did next. What do you think happened to this? now vacated townships plural area so now it's owned by the government Mm -hmm. it's a national park Mm -hmm. um that they made it smaller and sectioned some of it off no they didn't i could see them reselling no they did not resell okay but when you're walking through a national park you don't see you know roads and houses because they tear them down Mm -hmm. right they didn't do that Ah. <laughs> like, um, they wanted to do that, but they bought everything very quickly, and then they just kind of neglected to finish their duties. But they just didn't. <laughs> so the remaining buildings, like, all over the place. Um, they're falling apart. Of course, they're boarded up really quickly with no trespassing signs, so it looks really creepy. You see in, like, scary movies. Um, but what is just kind of so sad about this is they'd actually sold certain houses for fire companies to like, you know, practice burning buildings. Mm -hmm. So you have these like boarded up ramshackle falling apart houses next to burned down houses (laughs) and the roads are still there. So if you're like a motorist and you're like, you're driving around and you get lost and you drive through this town, it really is hell town because (laughs) these buildings are It's like driving through Silent Hill. It's, it's crazy. So I can say, though, that in 2016, officially, the government was done tearing down all the buildings. So there is not a Boston Mills or a Boston or a Helltown, any of that mm-hmm. anymore. Um, you simply cannot find the place. It's a national park. Okay. But that's 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Biden 74. Oh, my god. It's like crazy to think about. Um, but I want to go back to the 80s now because, you know important for me all right so yeah we had the houses being bought by government they're you know slapping up those boards slapping up the new trespassing signs forgetting to sell the houses or Mm -hmm. start forgetting to burn them down Mm -hmm. so it looks like a hot mess so you'd think that that's enough to make it creepy but what's one more factor you can toss in here toxic waste of course 
you know, why not? Yeah, you got the creepy Native American burial ground stuff going on that's been disturbed. You got white settlers and Native Americans angry because they've been kicked off their <laughs> land. You've got burned down houses. Oh my gosh. Now, and ghost towns, now you get to add in your Ninja Turtles. Anyone up for a Chernobyl experience? Do I get Ninja Turtles out of it? No, you don't. Oh. You just get rashes and headaches and a general feeling of sickness. Don't like that. Yeah. Ninja Turtles are cooler. But anyway, so Ohio has its own kind of Chernobyl kind of experience. It's called the Krejci. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Krejci? Krejci? Okay. Dump. Yeah, it's K-R-E-J-C-I. Krejci. Hmm. So um, this dump was owned by the Krejci family. All right. Uh, they owned a pretty big section. And originally they um, turned into a junkyard and they would burn your trash and you could dump your scrap metal there. Mm-hmm. And that was like 1940. At some point, though... The dump began to take industrial and municipal waste. Okay. A lot of that's toxic. (laughs) That continued until 1980. Now, this is like past when the government is buying land and like it's in 4 8. So, but yeah. And the salvage business part of it continued operating until 1985. So, we're talking, you and I are almost born and this is still going on. Yes. So when MPS finally acquires all of the Kretschke dump in 85, they start using it. As a state park mm-hmm. without like checking to make sure it's safe to do so. Oh, no. <laughs> so a person's going through collecting bottles because it's obviously a, a junkyard. And, of course, you can sell bottles to recycling to make money. Or right? if you're an antiquer, some of them are worth money. Of course, money. yeah. But that person becomes horribly ill hmm. and has rashes and oh headaches. Park rangers go in there and they also complain of their headaches and they get rashes and there's these creepy messed up odors. They all fall ill. Now, the good news is it's not radiation poisoning. Oh, boy. Because it's not Chernobyl, Chernobyl. What can it be? Everything else. (laughs) (laughs) So the National Park Service then requests, finally, a very thorough analysis of what toxins are in the dump. Oh, my gosh. So they call on the Environmental Protection Agency. So the EPA, which we know takes a while, they spend a whole year there. And so in 1986, they disclosed to the public that... Lots of toxic chemicals were found on 14 separate locations of this dump. Wow. Yes. Um, so I'm just going to lead uh, with the list of what they found. So um, it's this between 86 and 87. So we're just born. And the toxic substances are shown to be, oh boy, PCBs. I'm not going to bother trying to pronounce this. Polychlorinated biphenols. Hey, I did it. Hey. PCBs. Polyaromatic hydrocarbons. So pH. Arsenic dioxin, heavy metals, and other carcinogens. So we got cancerous stuff. We got the PCBs. Heavy metal poisoning. Heavy metal poisoning. We got arsenic. We got dioxin. We got it all going on. Oh, my gosh. It's all going on. So these obviously were toxins that were improperly disposed of. Uh, They were found. They also found thousands of leaking drums on the property. And the drums were easily traced back to where they came from. (laughs) Because you had your name on it, right? Um, But... A lot of that waste that came from that would be industrial processes, paint, ink, herbicides, pesticides, solvents, and my personal favorite, industrial sludge. Okay. It's the best kind of sludge. <laughs> it covers all, all the <laughs> All the sludges. All the sludges. <laughs> now, I know this is going to be really asking a question that's going to be hard for you, but like, because there's, there's so many businesses. Who do you think is responsible for most of that mess that was sent there? It's Ohio. Okay. Well, last time it was Walmart. 
<laughs> this time it is not. No, because they just buy the land and then yep. forget to bury the people. So who makes industrial sludge the most? Yes, I guess. So who do you think is responsible? Oh. Because there's also heavy metal poisoning. Yeah. Like a car manufacturer? Yes, boy. Yes, you're on it tonight. Yeah. Ford Motor Company. All right. And General Motors. Okay. And Federal Metal Company. Okay. And Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing. Yeah, Minnesota did it. Not Ohio. <laughs> Chrysler. Mm-hmm. Mm, keep then the Kiwanian Industries, which is a subsidiary of Chevron Corporation. And the irony of all ironies, Waste Management of Ohio. Nice. <laughs> Just like, seriously? All right. So, um, obviously, these companies then were sued to pay for this because they knew they were improperly disposing of waste. Um, and the Waste Management of Ohio got hit because they were the ones taking it there when they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until 1997, 10 years later, that uh, the U.S. government finally wins from suing these companies because, you know, litigation and mm-hmm. you appeal and you appeal and you appeal. So 97, uh, Ford Motor Company and General Motors did help um, pay for the mistakes there. That's good. Yes. The other companies, um, they tried to, you know, once again appeal and so they didn't do it. In a separate case, they also lost. But through a super fun site, they actually were able to fix the dump area. And here's the gray area. Because I did a lot of research and I couldn't find out if this area is actually safe. Because some places said they'd be done by 2014. Then it was 2015. Then it was 2016. Yeah. So I don't know if it's actually safe. The most... Or if they're still working on it. Yeah. The most current thing that I could find that everyone agreed on was, and I quote this, and I believe this is coming from, um, because I took stuff, I actually went to Wikipedia for once too, Wikipedia, Atlas Obscura, and um, American Hauntings. So the dump became a Superfund site, and as of 2015, the NPS is wrapping up restoration of the area. So wrapping up means they're not done. Yeah. So could it be done now? It could be because that was, you know, almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I could find. So that is the background of Helltown. Okay. Great. So with disturbed burial grounds, governmentally controlled land seizures, burned down buildings, toxic waste, it's no wonder that urban legends and creepy stories abound. And I mean abound. Here is a list of the most common, and I'm putting the most common because there's more than this, <laughs> most common legends of Helltown. Look at that list. It's glorious, isn't it? That's a good list. Yes. So I will read them over really quickly for our listeners because they can't see this. <laughs> I was going to make a joke. <clears throat> oh, were you? I wish everyone could see that list. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, government conspiracy. Number two, the cemetery. Number three. The house in the woods. Number four, the school bus? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> it's just like the school bus. No, no. I read the story and it's like, oh, okay. Number five, the church. Number six, the hearse. Number seven, end of the world. Number eight, highway to hell. Excellent. I better have good music. Number nine, dead end roads. Number 10, the slaughterhouse. Number 11, the funeral home. Number 12, Children of the corn. Oh, no. <laughs> if they have black eyes, run. <laughs> Number 13. Don't Anna- let them in your house. <laughs> Don't let them in your house. There's no houses there anymore. We're okay. 
Oh, that's why they're in the corn. They don't have any homes to go into. I refuse to feel sad for them. Yeah. Number 13, animal mutilations. Number 14, figures in the woods. Number 15, satanic activity warnings. Do you think they're good listeners? And number six. Because they have ears. <sighs> I'm dying on the inside. <laughs> and I almost got through the whole list because it's number 16. <laughs> Ghostly AAA. All right. So those are the 16 most known and most common ones. So this tonight was called Pukwa PJ's Spinning Wheel of Spoopiness. Instead of going over all 16, because that's a lot of legends, I figured we would let the spinning wheel choose the fate of what I teach you. So our listeners can't see this, but I made you a spinning wheel of all 16 things. You get to click and spin, and then that's not how you do that. But your little mouse, there you go. Where's my cursor? Right there. there. Just click the wheel. I'm going to click it. Thank you. And we're going to find out what Puckwa PJ's choice is. First up, ooh. The hearse. The hearse. I love it. All right. So I'm actually going to read this to you. And this is coming from American Hauntings. Shall I down? Well, I don't. Will you get scared? Do you need to be tucked in? Uh, I had to read a bedtime story to a three-year-old not long ago. So What'd you read? The ABC book from Dr. Seuss. Oh, that's pretty good. All right. Good choice. All right. So the, the hearse. Here's the legend. If you go past the road closed signs, you will find a house that a creepy man, sometimes it's a family, lives in. The man drives a hearse and will chase you in it if you get too close to his house. Sometimes he will even try to run you down in his hearse. In some versions of this legend, the hearse has only one headlight. And so there's two different quotes here from people. A hearse with one headlight chased us through town. Another one. We tried to follow the hearse, but it vanished at the end of the road. Why do they have southern accents? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it has to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the truth of this legend, the truth. There is a bit of truth to this legend. According to Randy Berg- Borgdorf, curator, historian of the Peninsula Library and Historical Society, there was a Boston Township family that owned a hearse at one time. But they only used it for during Halloween. I would like to know why they bought a hearse, but that's cool. For Halloween. That's cool. (laughs) All right. Anyway, it appears as though someone took the story of a hearse in town and ran with it. Um, So as for a hearse being able to drive down past the road closed signs, it's impossible to do so, obviously, because it's heavily wooded. Right. It's ghost hearse. Sure. Obviously. And the gates across the roads are locked tight, so it's impossible. Okay. So could it be a ghost hearse? I mean, if it is, where the heck, like, what's the origin of this hearse, you know? I it needs to be, like, a reason for a ghost hearse to be there to <laughs> I know. To see the ghost hearse. I think people want, oh, there is a hearse here? That's awesome. Here's my story. I saw it one yeah. time. Again, I don't know why they have that accent. They just do. All right, so that's <laughs> one of the urban legends. Now you get to spin the spinning wheel of spoopiness again. Good luck, Puckwa PJ. There it goes. Spinny, spinny, spinny. It kind of hurts your eyes with the rainbow color spinning so much. Oh, my gosh. You're the, school the school bus. bus. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. And the winner is. Uh, people are like, oh, we want to hear about the school bus anyway. We have to hear about the school bus. Um, so it's a pretty long one, but, like, I'll kind of chop it down a little bit. So Skip there's to the end. <clears throat> we could go for legend first. I was quoting. <sighs> Too long. I couldn't read. All right. Legend. 
a whole busload of children were slaughtered in the woods by, choose your favorite from the list below, a serial killer, a band of serial killers, an escaped mental patient, several escaped mental patients, <laughs> a group of Satanists or cult members. So all of it, yes. <laughs> yeah, that is the Any legend. Any stereotype. Yes. And the legend continues, the bus is still there, although all the seats have been removed. But sometimes, again, choose your favorite. The bus fills up with the ghosts of the murdered children, each one sitting in their ghostly seats. Or, the ghost of a man, the killer, smoking a cigarette is seen at the back of the bus. Or, children's screams and or laughter are heard coming from inside the bus. Dun dun dun. Mm. The legend continues that locals have tried to tow the cursed bus away, but each time they attempt to do so, some say sometimes it resulted in injury or even death as a result they left the bus there not the truth because obviously when you have a legend that has that many oars to it <laughs> choose your own adventure the truth is prior to the buyout in 17 i'm sorry 1974 i finally bought the house which was in dire need of repairs since the house was not in livable condition they decided to, you know, live in an old school bus. Mm-hmm. So they brought it onto the property and lived there till the house was fixed. Now, while that seems a bit odd, um, obviously nothing paranormal about that. And people have converted buses into livable spaces. So let's just say it's pretty cool. But that does explain why the seats were removed because they were living in the space. Yeah. Now, when the government bought the property, they had no use of the bus. So they left it there. It's also why there's abandoned cars and farm equipment and everything else you can think of left on property because it's just trash to them. Uh, so, again... Don't look for the bus because, again, it's no longer there. Mm-hmm. They cleaned everything up. Locals were complaining of large numbers of people kind of like running through the woods trying to find the cursed bus, which annoyed them. So they had it removed. So that's the cursed school bus. All right. All right. I don't have any more you want to do, cool. but I want to see Puckwell cool. PJ spin the spinning wheel again. Put your cursor on the spinner and spin. Hope you chose, choose a cool one here. I'm just saying. Otherwise, oh my gosh, satanic activity. <laughs> yes, satanic activity warnings has been chosen. Why not toss in some Satanism? I suppose. All right, and I got to scroll down to get to that one. Children have been seen playing Dungeons and Dragons in the streets. <laughs> All right, I'm out. <laughs> no, this one's actually really short, so we can do another spinny wheel after this. So the legend is local authorities warn motorists not to travel through Boston Township at night due to satanic activity in the area. The truth in an effort to curb the trespassing and vandalism that is taking place, oh, <laughs> the Boston Township trustees asked the Summit County Sheriff's Office Department to tell individuals to move along should they be found loitering at certain areas of night, including around the cemetery. Because that could bring cult and satanic activity, I guess. But satanic warnings. Yeah, that's it for that one. That's kind of boring, but spin again. We again. don't want to bore our listeners. Puckwa PJ, give us your spinning wheel of swoopiness. The colors are spinny, spinny, spinning. Oh my gosh, I'm not sure which one it is. Government, Government conspiracy. conspiracy. This one's actually, I mean, it it's always a conspiracy, right? And actually, it's the first one on the list, like one of the first ones, because most people actually believe this. Mm-hmm. So, just saying. Well, I mean. <laughs> well, they bought the it's land. It's not that much of a stretch. Why would they buy the land? Yeah. So the legend is the government is attempting to cover up the fact that they spilled deadly chemicals in the area. These chemicals are said to have caused bizarre mutations to area residents and 
their children. The truth. Stories regarding a government conspiracy refer to the area where the chemicals were spilled as either Butane Town, Mutane Town, or Mutant Town. The first two named after the chemicals said to have been spilled, and the latter describing the results, obviously. Yeah. But records show that there were never any chemical spills of that type in the area by the government or anyone else. We know there were dumps done at the uh, dump itself, Mm -hmm. but that would be the only truth behind this. Well, I mean... See, this is a tough one because we've talked in our... Well, this goes back to Games Overboard when we interviewed Mate and Bogey. Mm -hmm. And we talked about during the MK... Shout out to the future board game. Yeah, I can't wait for the game. It's just called Conspiracy. Yep. Uh, But we talked about the psychology of conspiracy theories. But we also talked about Mm MKUltra and Operation Sea Spray. Where they literally mm. dumped toxins over the uh, state of California yeah. and tracked how far it would spread. So Oopsie. it's like, no wonder people are afraid of chemtrails. Like, mm. wonder where that conspiracy originated from. Yeah. Like, it, it, there's no basis for that conspiracy now, but definitely see why people have that fear. Yeah, and it comes out of the night. They're buying it in the 70s, and a lot of that MK stuff was happening not too long prior to 60s, that. 60s, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, so I, I, it's not that far out of the question <laughs> that they'd be trying to cover up a chemical spill. Like, why else would you buy this land? Because you have nice trees. How dare you? <laughs> yes, Are I you? do. <laughs> like, you also bought a quote-unquote lumberyard in the desert. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Don't talk about that. <laughs> it's a reference so, to Dolce Base for anyone interested. No, that's in true. We should, yeah, we should. I wonder if Jackie knows about the chemical stuff since she's in California. I know, right? Jackie, again, I know you're going to be <laughs> listening. Because uh, to, today is not the day that you're listening. So we'll say it's Monday to you. Future Jackie, it's Monday. You've listened to this. Do some research. And then when we interview you via Zoom, <laughs> give us your information. Or don't do research and just talk candidly if you know about this or not or have heard if about you've it. heard stories we'll take stories yeah we like stories all right so let's do one more and we're done that way if we ever want to come back and do some more of these or if our listeners mm. want to email some other ones they want to hear yeah email us we love getting listener emails and i will shout out to you on here i have no problem tim we ordered your shirt don't worry yeah it's on the way <laughs> yeah he wanted a special special shirt so we got it for him we do what you want yeah he he won the drawing for the the t-shirt and uh, we want to make sure that, you know, he got what like, he wanted. Yeah. You're going to get what you want. All <laughs> right. So one last spin and then we're done because government conspiracy is kind of short. And I don't want to end with the government. I'm on the wheel. Okay. Here we go. Puckwa PJ spinning wheel of spoopiness. We should always we do this. one that's like. Ooh. Possibly spoopy. We're going to finish with the funeral home. Oh, wait. No, the end of the world. No, it's on the funeral home, though. Literally, it's on the. Oh, I was looking at the wrong spot. <laughs> oh my gosh. End of the world. I was looking at the top. I was like, why is on You're that You're looking one? at my cursor? Yeah. I was looking at the mouse cursor. I'm like, why is it wrong? All right. <laughs> well, that happened. It's it's live, guys. This is actually happening right now. So end of the world. It's not really spoopy, but we'll take it. All right. Because it's all about evil. Well, we should, we should just, you should just pick one that after end of the world that could possibly, that you think could possibly be real. I think could possibly be real? Yeah. Because we've been debunking a lot of these. Oh, okay. So, I'm going to do the end of the world first. Yeah, obviously. <clears throat> the wheel has spoken. Yes, it has. The legend. 
Evil awaits all those who drive this road at night. The road is possessed, and there have been numerous fatal car crashes on it. Quote, An evil force will try to take control of your car and force you to crash. If you drive to the end of the world at night, a group of robed Satanists will surround your car and form a human chain and attempt to trap you there. That's the legend. All right, I was in until <laughs> the robed <laughs> cultists come out. Well, hey, we just did the cult house last week. Kind of like, fits. I feel like we should end with this one because it kind of fits. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> Full circle. Full but, circle. Because, like, the, we talked about, just in the Bridgewater Triangle, like, there are places in the Earth that have this negative energy mm-hmm. that can give you these intrusive thoughts. And Bridgewater, uh, the, the swamp, Hakamak Swamp, yep. has has these spots in it. There's um Suicide Forest in Japan. There are these places that just uh, compel people to to do this. And why not a stretch of road? It's still an area. And if well, you're um, driving through that, that I moment, always forget the term. And years ago, like when you're on a precipice and you think that in, is it just intrusive thoughts where you think like, what happens if I jump right now? Yeah. Um, well, we just talked about this a couple of episodes ago, like I'm, the call of the void that I yeah. it's called. So I and that's where I think this comes from, because the truth is. There is a road that is a hot mess. Mm-hmm. So it says motorists looking for a cheap thrill began driving up Stanford Road, a twisting road with a steep incline at high rates of speed. Once at the top of the hill, there is a sudden fast drop down the other side. As one car's crests the hill, the illusion of driving off a cliff is created. In other words, you had just driven off the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah, think, call of the void. Call of the void, yeah. So I think that, you know, we, we have that, and maybe there is that kind of intrusive thought, or there is something there that kind of beckons you to do bad stuff, like Pokemon Swamp, right? Yeah. So uh, here is from LiveScience.com, for anyone interested in more of Call of the mm-hmm. Void. So have you ever stood on a balcony, leaned over the edge, and unexpectedly thought, if I wanted to, I could just jump? Or perhaps you've been at Cliff's Edge with the intention of doing nothing more than enjoying a f- uh, the view and fleetingly considered how easy it would be to simply step over the edge. This sudden, unanticipated thought is usually nothing to be worried about, but it certainly warrants exploration. And that goes into like a big article about mm-hmm. it. But, uh, the feeling which tends to be brief, entirely out of character, and often involves thoughts of leaping from a high place or do- driving headfirst into an oncoming vehicle is more widespread than you might think. In fact, it's so common, the French have a term for it. L'appel de vide. In English, it translates to call of the void. So there you go. There you go. You can read more about that. But um, does, I, I have to say, those thoughts, like, that, that happens to be me out. often. Yeah. It does finish here by saying, no surprise, people were driving pretty quickly. And it's going to, you know, if you're driving high rate of speed going up over a hill like that, it's going to cause you to get in a, in a crash. So if you have yeah. an area of a high death count, that's going to draw on that negativity, and then you could have hauntings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. People who are angry and angry that you're alive, they could take over your control of your car or whatever. You know, uh, I think it was Kyle had discussed how yeah. he felt like there was someone in his car at one mm-hmm. point, right? Yeah. So I, I don't actually think this is not true. I actually would say that I, this could be a possible. But it's not. It. It's not the end of the world. I think it's just the, they call that place the end of the world. Uh, no hooded people. No hooded Satanists. No. If they show up... Just say, dude, you look cool, and keep driving. Or just keep driving. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> that's that's attempted murder. Don't do that. And also, health end doesn't exist anymore, so if you're driving on a road, you've gone behind lock gates. Yeah. Tisk, tisk. Yeah, there's that too. 
But I do. I think that one's a pretty good one to end with because I I think there probably yeah. is a bit of a call yeah. to void there. People also, you know, doing some not so great stuff on that road, dying, high death count mm-hmm. can bring in some tragedies and keep some ghosts there. Especially if like you're the passenger in the car and that person was going too fast and they died, you might be a little angry in the afterlife. So, a little bit. Yes. But in terms of is this place haunted overall, what's your thought? No. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would love to hear more of the government conspiracy though. You know, not yeah. that you've discussed that. I'm a little a little peaked in that. Yeah, right. I wouldn't mind researching that some more. If you're interested, though, listeners, American Hauntings, Inc. has all of these most common uh, urban legends for Helltown. And, dude, some of them are pretty cool. Highway to Hell is basically just end of the world, but with a serial killer added in. So that one's not cool. Unless you jack up the music while you're being killed by that person, I guess. That was our subtitle for last episode. Highway to Hell? Yeah. Was it? It was. For Devil's Rope. Oh, yeah. Oh, it takes me back a week ago. I was a different person. <laughs> we were so young. Yeah, I was so not tired from spending four hours in the kitchen cooking for a graduation party in 86 degree heat. I was working. Oh, I still am for another week. <laughs> I cleaned this house and I mopped and waxed every floor in this house, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you like have effectively, effectively done more work today than I will for the next four days. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, well, anyway, that's all we have for today. There are still many more things on the wheel of spoopiness. Yeah, if we ever return to it. Yes. So if you are interested, we have not we have not discussed the cemetery, the house in the woods, the church, dead-end roads, the slaughterhouse, the funeral home, children of the corn, animal mutilations, figures in the woods, or ghostly AAA. I have questions. So if you want to hear about any of those, please send us an email at gamesoboard at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook at games overboard remember we're a subsidiary of games Games overboard you can also go on our website at gamesoverboard.com who would have thought yeah all right so if you want to hear anything about anything about that go ahead and email us if you have some cool ideas email us if you would know anything about the chemical stuff in california drop us a line i am very interested while we're at it uh mate and bogey since we brought them up their game is in late pledge form, so you can still get a copy. Oh, so nice. Go on to Kickstarter and type in conspiracy yes, card they're game. Lovely people. And it's a seems like a really awesome card game. I can't wait. Neither. All right. Well, anyway, have a lovely and maybe spoopy evening. And we'll see you next week here on The Wellhouse Exorcism. Bye, everyone. Mm-hmm.